Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. My name is Peter Thompson. This is episode 57. I'm here with my co-host Lambros Sirmos, Adi Bulubasis, Costa Leboyanis, and our very, very special guest for today, Olympiakos legend, Brazilian international, Zé Elias. So we do have a couple quick news things to jump into before we get into the interview with Zé Elias. A few very quick rumors and things because we haven't actually done news in a while. One being uh, we are looking at a 17 or 18-year-old Guinean player, Guinean youth international. Uh, his name is al Ghassin Ba. He currently plays football in Guinea. Uh, we don't know much about him, but we know that he's got a link. He knows Mari Kamara. So maybe uh, that's a promising thing. We could see him come in. He's apparently pretty highly rated. And uh, it's it's looking pretty solid that he might be coming into Olympiacos. Yeah, I, he doesn't just know Matty Camara. They were boys after the PSV game. They were bumping it down. The first PSV game, they were bumping music in Glifada and <laughs> Matty's BMW, I think, just going for a joyride. And then it, it almost became official with Baja got uh, a haircut from like a really famous barbershop in Glifada and the guy took a selfie with him and he's like newest player for Olympiaco is breaking the news blah 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 so an interesting one I've never I don't think we've really signed that many like African wonder kids this could be interesting out of nowhere Lambro next time you're in Greece maybe you need to start hitting the barbershops in Glifada and just you know maybe you'll pick up some transfer rumors just just ask the dudes working there like you hear anything about Olympiacos you never know what you'll find the guy has collected like 40 jerseys. Like he takes a jersey every time they come for a haircut. And like dudes like Jan and Villa get their haircut like every week, I think. So <laughs> he's got <laughs> like 20 Jan and Villa jerseys in there. <laughs> you could sell them. Um, another link for Olympiacos. The club are interested in potentially signing former Academy product and current Cagliari left back, uh, Liko Yanis. He, of course, also plays for the national team. So we've seen him there with the Ethniki. Would probably be a backup option for uh, Oleg Rebchuk at this point with Holebas getting older. Um, now, what this might mean if he's signed is unfortunately for Lambro, I know this is one of Lambro's favorite players, but it might unfortunately mean uh, the end of the road at Olympiacos for Leonardo Kutris. So, you know, I'm not really sure. Kutris, he's uh, still getting into it. It's, it's hard to say. He's just recovered from his injury and still, you know, still not getting on the pitch a whole lot. Liko Yanis obviously been with the Ethniki recently, but it's certainly an interesting rumor. Uh, and, you know, we do need some depth at left back some way or another if, uh, if Kutris can't get back to his old form. Yeah, listen, Peter, Kutris is, um, he's played two games for Fortuna Dorsdorf, I think I've read. So I assume he's going right out back for another loan. And at that point, he's going to be 27 years old. It's weird because I always thought of Kutris as being like that young star. Um, yeah, he's just gotten older. He's been around for so long, and it's kind of just shows. That's what I was really scared about with the Mario's Furusai injury. Like, if he had torn his ACL, that's like a long time, and he's not so young anymore, and he's 25, 26, and it's just got a few years wasted getting back to your top self. So disappointing for Kutris. Also, let's just see. He's going to come back in the summer. Maybe the coaches are wowed by him. He's in good shape. That's the best case scenario for him. Liko Yanis is an experienced player, Peter. Like, I personally, I didn't get it. Um, he's 27, 28 years old, playing for an Italian Serie A team. He wants to come to Olympiacos to be a backup. A bit strange to me. So, yeah, 
I don't know. We'll see. Like it's a, it's a curious one for Liko Yanis for us. Perfect for Champions League registration for every registration. Perfect. And he's a good player. So yeah, I'll take him. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you totally. Actually, it's kind of a head scratcher for him, but yeah, he's an Academy product. So he doesn't actually take up a European spot, which is really nice. And obviously he would be in, in the squad at least if not starting some of those games, but yeah, well, with Kutris, not everyone stays young forever, of course. And we are glad uh, Vrusai, we were initially fearing a torn ACL, but it looks like might only be a, a you know, six to eight weeks type injury. Uh, could have been a lot worse for Vrusai, but we still won't see him in the team for a while. And then one last bit of news for the Ethniki. Some uh, article, some Sport Time article, I think, uh, released a report that JVS is interested in bringing Costas Manolas back into the fold for Greece. This inspired quite a discussion. I just want to be clear. If you don't think Manolas would walk right into the starting 11 for the Ethniki, just purely on talent, like I can't help you. Uh, this guy is an incredibly high pedigree player, regardless of form, whatever he's top. Uh, he would do an absolute job for this Greek side that is really lacking in center back depth. Like our best options right now besides him are pretty poor. So Manola potentially back. We don't know how reliable of a source this is, but it's certainly interesting to see that report pop up uh, earlier this week. Yeah, Peter, and the people saying he's not good enough or he shouldn't start in favor of Mavropanos, who can play like 15 minutes a year. Mavropanos has played like 30 games of professional football in five years. You cannot compare this man to Cosas Manolas. Are you kidding me? Top player plays for the best teams in Italy. My, my Italian Roma fans loved him. I don't know where the news is coming from that Roma fans thought he was terrible and he was overrated. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if any of these people know Italians, know Roma fans, but I do. And they loved him and were disappointed when he left. It was a big money move. He's still a top player. You can't compare this guy to Hatia Dacos, who is not even a meter 80 tall. He weighs like 15 pounds soaking wet. You're going to put this guy up against professional Serie A, Spanish league defense, uh, attackers who are big and strong. He'll get destroyed in the air. It's a joke. Manolas is the best we have. He should be playing. And for that matter, Siovas is the second best we have, and he should be playing at left center back. Socrates is another discussion. I don't know if he's really ready. Hatia Dacos and Mavropanos are fine to be in the team, but I don't think they're the best option right now. And people can disagree on that. And people can pull out five games of Mavropanos and say he's the best defender in the world. That's fine. Just do that. Before we move on, I want to quickly tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's just about the easiest way to make and share your own podcast. Here at Gate 7 International, we've used Anchor to distribute our podcast to Spotify, Apple Music, and more, all for free. Anchor will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer, while also offering you the opportunity to make money off your podcast with no listenership requirements. That's right. You can get your podcast up on Apple and Spotify and start making money off of it right away. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Zay, thank you so much for joining us. We've been looking forward to this interview ever since you told us you were coming on. How are you doing today? Uh, first of all, Kalimera Stoli. 
uh, <laughs> it's my pleasure to talk to you and I have a very very good memories and always my heart is in the Olympiacos fans it's, it's a pleasure uh, here is okay some problems with I, I think all of the world know about the COVID but we must go on super no thanks very much again for agreeing to join us um, four of us all in different places actually uh, I'm in Belgium uh, Labro is in Switzerland Ari's in the United States and Peter's in Canada. So you're talking to Olympiacos fans from, from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, hence the Gate 7 International. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I thought it would, I would start by just giving our thoughts on how, how we remember you as a, as a player and just to, to talk about you and introduce you. I would say you were a, a cultured and tenacious, left-footed Brazilian central defensive midfielder. You played for 12 teams in seven countries. You won two Brazilian championships, one with Corinthians, one with Santos. You won the UEFA Cup with Inter in 1997. And you won three Greek championships in a row with Olympiacos. I believe you were capped 10 times for the Brazilian Seleção. And you retired in 2008, and currently you're a pundit uh, for ESPN Brazil. You speak uh, a hell of a lot of languages for a Brazilian. I believe it's not so common for Brazilian players to speak so many languages. Actually, we had a funny story from the, um, the discussion we had with one of your former teammates, Per Zetterberg. And uh, he t- we were talking about communication on the pitch. And... Uh, and we asked, you know, what language did you talk with Giovanni? Like, Giovanni, <laughs> he just spoke Portuguese. So he was like, you know, when I played with Zé Elias in the midfield, I'd, I'd tell Zé Elias something in English, and then Zé Elias would say in Portuguese <laughs> to, to Giovanni, because Giovanni didn't speak any English. So yeah, yeah. That, that was uh, really, uh, again, thank you for having you on the show. I hope I didn't miss anything in, in listing your, uh, you know, accomplishments and accolades. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I guess, first question, how old were you when you discovered your passion for, for soccer? When did you get the bug? Yeah, uh, first of all, I say for, for you before, uh, sorry for my English, long time I don't speak. I try to, to, to explain everything. Uh, I started to play football with five years old. My father worked as an Olivetti company, Italian con- company, and they have a, a social club, you know, and the weekend they go there, the, the, my father, the friends, and have some teams there were championship inside you know and the kids it was outside the field and play football and my father with another guy say oh it's really good if we can do one team with our kids and play to and put to play the championship here in Guarulhos our city and we start uh, I start first year I we had played not so so well but you know the first year as experience is okay and second year we, we have a one or two better players and we go on better and uh, after one guy said to me look uh, it's better you you can go to Corinthians to try uh, to make a proof you know the uh, in futsal you know in the gymnasium football uh, I say okay and I go there in 22 August 
1982. I know because it's my dog birthday. And I remember <laughs> we have a, a party for the dog. I have one Doberman. It's very special. She sleep with me, stay with me all day. I have it just five years old. I think my dog say, this is my kid. I must take care about him. And she's always with me. And I, I make this proof. And the guy say, okay, you stay here. And I start my professional life as a, as a football because I started with five. With 12, I started to training to have a practice every day because I study in the morning. I have a practice in the afternoon for football, soccer. And in the night, futsal is a gymnasium soccer. It, since until one week before I start to, to play in the, in the first league, you know, I, I played my, my first game. It was 7 September 93. And I, my last game in futsal, in gymnasium football, it was 5 September. Because we, I don't know if I go, if I can really uh, going to be a professional player, football player, or... I stop and start to study physiotherapy because I, I want to be a physiotherapist and uh, music and I try to play guitar. Uh, and the life is like this. And you know, 15 days before I start to make my, uh, make my first game, I, uh, I say to my, my mother, I say, mom, I want to stop to play soccer. She say, why? I say, because you know, I stopped to, to study because I bring money for my house to help my family. And I, I have a practice in the morning, in the afternoon, in Corinthians, in soccer team. And in the, in the night, I play foot, gymnasium football, futsal. And it, it was another side of the city. And I start, I start to training 8 o'clock in the morning and I stop to training 10 o'clock. But after, I must come back home and I arrive at home at 12 o'clock in midnight, one o'clock midnight to wake up six o'clock again. And uh, Monday since Monday, you know, I don't have a relaxed time. And I said to my wife, my mom, mom, I'm really tired because it's already one year and a half. I do that and I, I can't anymore. She say, no problem. Keep now until December. If in December you don't play, okay, you stop and start studying. And uh, 15 days after, I, I make my first game in Corinthians as a professional player. So speaking of Corinthians, you've always been considered one of the youngest players to ever feature for Corinthians, uh, something that's a fantastic achievement, especially in Brazilian football, where there's a lot of talented players. We have a lot of younger listeners that have aspirations for professional football. So the question is, when did you know that your that professional football was a reality for you? You know, I, I never know. I never know because I usually to, to when I go inside the field or the gymnasium, I always play with my heart. I never imagination. I never I never be oh I was I, I want to be a soccer player, professional soccer player. You know, you have some dreams when you are young. 10, 12 years, when you start to play in the street and make a score and go out to say, oh, I'm Zaylias, go, I'm Yanakopoulos, Djordjevic, you know, when you are a kid, you are, it's normal you do that. But I never think, okay, it's going to be my professional, never. Because I learned with my father, my parents, to, if you do something, 
do it always with your heart. Put all your heart there. Because if you, if you don't go on, maybe you are happy because you do what, what you want, you know, what you feel. And this is, is important to me. It was always like that. And I never, I never have an idea what I do in football. And during I play football, I start to think something about when I stop two or three years after because my wife make a room with my pictures, my shirts, my medals like that. And I start to remember, oh, this is something important like that. Oh, I have a, a three championship with Olympiacos. Uh, you know, I start to think about, and these things you say about my uh, youngest player in Corinthians, I, I was youngest player in 93 until 2005 or six one Joe uh, started to play in Corinthians. You know, this is for me now, I know it's something important, but when you are inside the field, inside the sport, the football, you don't think about, but it's, it's something good to, to talk with my kids. Uh, look, Papa is, is like that, we make like this, you know, because when the kids grow up, they must uh, uh, look something, you know, you must give some example for them to see this is the right way, this is the wrong way. If you do like that, you, you can arrive like here, but if you, you didn't, you go to another way. And, and I use these things to, to my kids, but personally for me, you know, it's something make good for my heart. Very well said. Now, how would you describe your playing style to some of the younger listeners, like, or even Lambro and Peter, Lambro, who was probably very, very young when you were playing, might not remember. And then Peter, who recently started following Olympiacos a few years ago, uh, non-Greek, uh, doesn't have any direct ties to Greece, except for his love for Greece. How would you describe your style of play to people that aren't, aren't very familiar? I, first of all, I never like to, lo to, to, to lose one game. If I play with you, I'm going to kill you inside the field yeah, because I want three points, you know. It's, I am like this. I, I, I'm built like this, like that. Uh, and I put my heart in the field and I try to study my opponents, you know, always when I, when I, when I'm going to play against the, the, the I saw the guys who play in my, uh, my zone, I, how they keep, they control the ball with his position, how he's the best and the strong uh, thing he, he can do. I always study in my opponent. And after, uh, you know, you have a lot of things to happen inside the field. You must be very concentrated to, to, do, to, to play. And I start and I, I try to do this, always play with my heart try to, to do everything the coach say to me to do in the field and put my, my quality inside. Uh, this is, I, I, I try to do, but I think my, my strongest quality, it was my heart in the field, I think. Oh, you definitely had heart. You were actually kind of like a case study for me when I was playing, when I was younger growing up and my coach, who the listeners know, Coach Yanni, he came on the show before, I was kind of at the time not seen as the most aggressive player. So my coach said, you need to watch Zay Ilyas play, watch him. He has heart, watch what he does and imitate that on the field. And then the rest will come. 
So you were that case study for me when it came to heart and aggression on the field. Now, when you made your move overseas, why did you choose Germany? Why did you choose Leverkusen when you had other clubs? There were reportedly a lot of big clubs circling around you trying to get your signature. PSV was one was one as well that was publicly interested. So why did you choose uh, Germany? First of all, say thank you for your your teacher. He's my friend. <laughs> He's part of my family. Uh, no, uh, why? Because here in Brazil, you know, I already have uh, this uh, a proposal for PSV for Sevilla also, but the money is not so much. We have here in Brazil we have a, a one law. They say we have a keep. Uh, uh, we can uh, keep. 15% of the total amount for the money. You know, if, uh, example, if you go to uh, Leverkusen for 5 million, I have, you have 15% of this. This is when I was in, in 93, is, the law is like that in, in football playing in Sao Paulo, in Brazil. Understand? And this try is not so much because when I was, uh, search for for PSV. They make a proposal. I give less money in PSV at Corinthians. It's not interesting to me. And the Sevilla also they give uh, less money for Corinthians and less money for me at when I you know. And I say no. When I was in in Leverkusen, it's very interesting like that because we are a little bit like a slayer for. At the club, you know, because if the club say to you, okay, you are not anymore here with us, you still continue the contract with the club, but you can do nothing. You must uh, practically separate, you can do everything, but you keep contact with the club in 93. Uh, and uh, when I was for Leverkusen, you know, many, many teams, I know this after, Many teams uh, look at me in Olympic games in 96, Inter Milan uh, and other teams I know. And when I come back to Olympi Olympiac, uh, the Olympiadas, uh, the Olympic games, uh, I, I stay one weekend at home. And after I'm gonna be a practice with Corinthians because I started the Brazilian championship. And in the trip, the guys say, because we play in Belo Horizonte in another state, you know, in the trip, in, in, in flights, he say, look, you, this is, is going to be your last game for Corinthians. Say, why? Because you are already in, in Leverkusen. The, the Corinthians is already fixed sale you for Leverkusen. Now it's just you and Leverkusen put the uh, uh, agreement and you go. And I play against the Atletico Mineiro. I think it was 13 August 96, I think. And then 22 August, I was, I arrived in Leverkusen. I don't have an option. The best option I have, it was Leverkusen. And for me, it was very important because, you know, you have a, a lot of rivality here in Brazil, as in Greece, Corinthians and Palmeiras, Olympiacos and Panathinaikos. In, in, in a few moments, or it's, gonna, it's, it's very dangerous. You never know if the guy come to ask you an autograph or come to hit you, kick you, or offense you in the words, you know, something like that. And I, I, I was young. I have, uh, I, I was with 18 years old, 19 years old. And you know, this is a little bit difficult here 
19 years old, one guy, young. I can go in the street, it's very difficult because everybody knows me. And I have a little bit free, afraid what's happening, what's gonna happen because one day I stop my car and give one present for my, my friend. When I come back, a lot of example, no? A lot of uh, fans or, from Palmeiras is beside in my house, my car and say, hey, what you stop the car here? Say, hey, gonna see my friend. No, here is our zone, it's dangerous, you come here, take care. Say, okay, no problem. It's, it's something like that. And when I was in, in Germany, I, I remember something like that. I go in the first time in the street, nobody looks look at me, nobody. I say, no, my friends, something strange here because, you know, uh, I just start, I'm a football player, but nobody, okay. And another day I do the same thing. I go inside, I go in the center, nobody look again. I say, oh, my friend, how is possible this? You know, I'm Zelias, I'm playing Corinthians, like that, because I use it to do this in my heart, my, my, my mind, you know? And the, the third day I was again, I go again, and nobody look at me, and I understand, okay, I have my, back, my, my life back. You know, I can do whatever I want, I am okay. This is, it was very important to me when I arrived in, in Europe because it's another mentality, it's another way how they think football, how they live football. Uh, it, it was important. I think my mistake is going to be out for uh, Leverkusen very quickly. I think I need more two or three years in Leverkusen to grow up as a man, as a culture, uh, how the European Football League is you know because you have an Italian country play like that some teams is very important like that England uh, Spain you know I don't have this experience I just want to play football I was with 19 years old you don't think about this I think I make mistake this in this this time that leads me to a question like coming from Brazil did you know how certain leagues played they played like this in England they played like this in Spain they played like this in Italy was that something you even were thinking about when you were making this move and maybe to give the listeners some background what was the what was German football considered back then no you, like? you see I I don't know but I certainly I am a little bit I am a little bit more older than you in my time don't have a, a internet you know, you don't have a, this, a lot of information you have now. In Brazil, you, you, we, saw ju- we saw just, we look just uh, two world championship, championships, Germany championships and Italian. We don't have a lot of uh, information as today. And you keep in mind, okay, Germany, we keep mind in mind in, in Italy, but just to see the game, you don't know how is the life. How is the day by day, day by day, you know? This is, is very important for one guy with 19 years old to go another country without speak nothing because I just speak in Portuguese at this time. Uh, you know, to understand how is the life because I am the guy who grow up in the family uh, with three, three brothers, three, three kids. My, my, my sister is, little, is older than me, me and my, my, my brother. And my, my father work is not uh, take a lot of money. We have a uh, right money for it to pay the bills and nothing else. You know, I have one, we, I have one, one, 
one clothes to go out, I have uh, one uh, shoes to go out, is the same clothes to use it every day. You know, and when you have uh, this opportunity, you go and you must, you discover, you start to discover how is the world, how is the world think, how is the world live. It's very different uh, experience for one guy at, in, in 93. Today is very easy because today I, I, spoke, I speak with you. You are in, in Belgium, another is in Canada, you know, in Greece. Today is a little bit easy, you know, to, to, to find this. And at this time when I was there, it's difficult. For this, I say, for this, I think I, I, it's my mistake because when I arrive in Inter Milan, it's another word, another word. I, I, I arrive in Inter Milan with Ronaldo, or, or if you think. All the world, all the eyes of the world is going to be in Inter because in this moment, at this moment, Ronaldo is the best player in the world. You know, and then it's also, it's naturally, you have a Brazilian guy, you keep inside this guy. You are always inside, uh, uh, with this guy. And I, I always with Ronaldo in, in Pinetina, uh, in the game, you know, you, it's, it's something different. If, we, if you don't care, if you don't, Pay attention. You live together, Ronaldo. You live the the life of Ronaldo. Understand? And this is a little bit dangerous for one guy with 19 years old. You don't have a lot of experience. So actually, you've you've set me up perfectly for the for the goal. And uh, we, you said you played with the Olympics team in 1996, and I think Ronaldo was on that team with you, and and Roberto yeah. Carlos as well. Um, there's the big debate today about Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Who's the best? I'm not going to ask you who's the best between <laughs> but Cristiano. Say, no problem. I'm not going to ask you who's best, Cristiano or, or Fenomeno, because I know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. But how would you compare them? How would you compare Cristiano to, to Ronaldo? I, I, I compare uh, as Cristiano Ronaldo as Messi, you know, uh, because Messi is natural. Uh, he don't make a lot of powerful to do what he do he did in in the field ronaldo no ronaldo he knows his strong strong things his strong quality but he knows also he must work for uh, uh, to arrive in this point at this point and uh, i am very very i am not but you know I, I i use also the example for cristiano ronaldo for a lot of friends of mine uh, uh, something like that uh, I, for me, Ronaldo is only one. Ronaldo phenomenon is only one. For me, it was the best player I played. Because, you know, he has the possibility in few seconds, few seconds to change the play 10,000 times. If he, gonna, he makes something like that, I'll say, okay, now I'm going to uh, put him in this side. No, he changed, he goes another side. But in in velocity is fantastic. It's the powerful, is fantastic. He also he grew up in futsal. You know, he knows how he uses his body. He know he always. If you saw, if you look now in the internet, have a lot of videos. Ronaldo, the dribbling is not long. It's always uh, the ball is always with the glue, something like glue in his foot. You know, the ball is, is always close. Always, and this is very difficult. That is very, very difficult for me. He's fantastic. After going to be Messi and after Cristiano Ronaldo. 
let's get into Olympiacos uh, after Inter Milan, obviously playing in one of the, the biggest clubs in the world, winning the UEFA Cup. You went to Bologna for a year. And then after that, you came to Greece in 2000. So I just, the first thing I want to ask is what made you choose Olympiacos? And did you know anything about the culture of the team or, or the club before you uh, arrived in Greece? No, uh, uh, my choice for uh, Olympiacos, it was after World Cup 98, you know, because I almost played the World Cup 98 with the Brazilian national team. And I am a little bit, this, how can I say this, upset, you know, because I was called for all the, 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 the games in national team. And I play against Argentina. I play very bad, but not just just me, not all of me, but all the team play very bad. We lost 1-0 at Maracanã for Argentina. And I think this game put me out for the national team. And I'm very upset because I am very, you know, I always want to be I compete with you. I always want to change, uh, uh, make a challenge, you know, with you, with my life, with my, I, I, I need this. And after when I, I am out, when I saw I am out, when I listen, I am out. I say, okay, now I start to search something to be happy, to be, uh, to enjoy my, my, my work, you know, because since 12 years old, I always be professional, professional, professional. I start to search something with my heart. And I have some uh, offers, but I remember Olympiacos in, in some games uh, I saw in TV. So oh, the fans is crazy. You know, Greece is very beautiful place also. Okay. Uh, and I received the offer and uh, I go. I, I think for me, the best three years in my life as a football player, because I feel in my heart, the same energy the fans have in the tribune when, we are, when I play. This is for me, is the best uh, thing and the best uh, present I received from God, you know, because it's, it's difficult. When you play football, professional football, you have a lot of things to think about inside the field, inside the game. And sometimes you don't feel this energy, you know, this change between fans and, and the players. But always when I play with Olympiacos, I feel like that. I, I always being connected with the fans inside the field. Well, when you joined Olympiacos, uh, there were, I believe, already two Brazilian players in the team, uh, Luciano and, of course, Giovanni. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into those players, especially Giovanni, obviously one of the, the most legendary Olympiacos players of his time. Uh, did they help you settle in? Was, was it easy for you to, to make that, uh, that transfer to Greece because there were some other Brazilian players in the team? No, I, I think today is a little bit uh, more easy. I don't know because we lost a lot of quality here in Brazil. We don't have any players like uh, some years ago. You know, uh, we know uh, Greece. You know, we know how it is to play in Greece, but a few players here in Brazil with the managers, they start to, they try to, they search something else, you know, uh, Italy, England, uh, Spain, and after they, they try to, they, they look at the other, other place. But I think, you know, Olympiacos start to call attention for here in Brazil. 
because now we start to everybody is gonna look in in a championship Champions League, uh, Europa League. You know, one you play always, and everybody starts. Oh, these teams all the time, every year he play, uh, he goes in 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 the important championship. This. This is important for for Olympiacos to keep this mentality and to keep this for grow up in all the world, a lot of the world. This this is going a little bit off track of your career, but I remember when Rafinha signs, there was kind of a shock in Brazil as well that he would be leaving Flamengo, which is such a huge team there for this team in Greece, Olympiacos. Can you kind of explain what? I, I know you you knew about that and people in Greece were, were quoting you for a lot of stories. Like, how did that develop and what did fans there think about that, the, this team in Greece coming for Rafinha? Everybody still don't understand why, especially now after one year, he come back, especially of this, you know. Uh, we, in general, you know, the comments here in Brazil, it was because of the money, because they offered money. Uh, we doesn't know if it's we didn't know if it's other things, but especially it's, it's for the money. It was a shock because I Flamengo today is the best player, best team in in Brazil, the best in financial. You know the money uh, as a team also have uh, the best players. You see Flamengo not play very good in this year because change coach. The pandemic, you know, a lot of things. Yeah, in maybe in Tuesday, take uh, it's gonna be championship, Brazilian championship again, you know. Uh, and it's really shock. It's really, really, it was shock because it's not common. He changed Flamengo, the biggest team for Olympiacos. As I told you, Olympiacos is still is not the first word in football, you know, here in Brazil. Uh, but uh, who knows? Who, who knows the how Olympiacos is big in Greece uh, can understand why Hafinha is go there, but it's really nobody understand why, especially when we come back after ten months. But the the club in Brazil, I, I assume, is is fairly well known. Obviously, it's like it's a huge country, but there have been like big name Brazilian players that played for the club, including yourself, uh, Rivaldo, uh, in the past as well. Um, the club has a good reputation in in Brazil, you would say. And and the other question is: Have you watched the team play recently? Has there been more attention because Rafinha's transfer? Uh, do you know much about the team today? Uh, how yeah. we play? Yeah, you know, always when you have a biggest name to go in this the team as Olympiacos, they call attention. You know, they oh, let's go there. Why? And start to understand and start to see. We start to, to look, uh, but here we have a lot of, in, with the internet, you know, we have a lot of guys, channels in YouTube, uh, in internet uh, uh, page uh, for European football. And Olympiacos is always inside because Olympiacos is the biggest, biggest team in Greece. Is normally you talk about Olympiacos, but you don't know 100%. The, the people doesn't know how they know uh, Inter Milan, how they know Bayern Munich, but they know Olympiacos. Understand? Uh, this is this is 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 common now here in Brazil. This is normal. Another question now is relating to to Giovanni. Yeah, 
um, if I'm not mistaken, Pele, they, they said in Greece that Pele said that Giovanni is the next Pele, you know, when he was young. And okay, I, I'm not going to get into the story of how he ended up in Greece. I've, I've read and heard about the story many times. He, I think he was at Barcelona and he got an offer from Greece. He had a bad relationship with Louis van Gaal at a, in, in Spain. And uh, he got an offer from Olympiacos and he told his agent, no, 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 no. I don't want to go to Greece. But then he had, um, he was on a beach, I think, in, uh, in, in Brazil. And a fisherman told him, you know, have you ever been to Greece? Oh, beautiful sea, uh, beautiful sea, lovely country. And he said it was like, it was a message from God. And that's how he ended up in Greece and played with us for six years. Now, my question is, have you seen the guy on Instagram today? He looks fitter than he was when he was playing yeah, football. Yeah. <laughs> but, but without hair, eh? but without hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, se yeah, seriously, right. for, for us, for us watching him from the stadium, from the television, it was, it was poetry. Like for yeah. a manager, probably he was a nightmare because you didn't know where to put him. Uh, he's just one of those players that didn't really have a position, but all the fans wanted him on the pitch because every time he touched the ball, it's like everybody stood up. It's like, what's he going to do now? But yeah. What was it like for you it's, to play with him? For, for us, it's also like that. You never know what he's he going to do in the field. He's a very, very clever guy. He's unpredictable, you know? You don't know. Uh, one, I remember when we play against uh, Iraklis, in Greek Cup, I think he's yes five five four five yeah, and he start the game in the beginning, in two or three minutes the game he he look at me say Zay today, I score for the middle midfield I say why Jovan no the goalkeeper is always in the front, I say no Joe no don't do that, it's, it's a serious game no please you wanna see you gonna see I say okay. And we, I forgot, you know, because play like that. After in second half, he scored. Boom. And he looked at me and said, you know, you see, I told you. I told you. I told you. I said, okay, okay, Joe. Okay. But he's very, very, it's fantastic play. I remember the first, my first practice in Olympiacos. He likes a lot to put the ball between the legs, you know, like that. We call it in Brazil, tunnel. And the first, the first practice, first practice, I go and he took it in the breast and say, okay, he, I think, you no, know, because I was in Mark, him uh, put pressure in and say, okay, he changed the ball. He gonna put between my legs. And, you know, I say, oh, motherfucker. Oh. And I look at him and say, <laughs> Giovanni, please take care. I am Brazilian guy, but I kick your ass if you do again. And he started <laughs> laughing, you know. He started to, to laugh. Ah, yes. And you know, he's a very, very good guy. He has the, the heart, his biggest heart I saw in the football. He's a fantastic guy. That's an amazing story. That's amazing. It's an incredible story. Um, I wanted to ask you, we ask every former player about the the manner that your diet was managed at the club there's a lot of jokes that the greek fans have especially the diaspora fans the greeks that are not in greece 
And we always joke that players, when they come to Greece and they play for Libyakos, they can get on the, what we call the Suvlaki diet. But, you know, Pear and uh, Matt Derbyshire and Yanakopoulos gave us a little bit uh, different insight. They, they told us that there was a little bit more into the, the diet and making sure you made weight. Um, you know, weighing yourself, the team made sure that you were staying fit. What was your experience after playing for teams like Leverkusen and Inter, Bologna, uh, in your career, organizations that may have a little bit more discipline in that regard? Do you think, was Olympiacos pretty good in managing your diet and making sure that you were able to give the best that you could on the field from that perspective? No, I, I think, you know, when you was professional player or athlete, professional athlete, you must take care about your diet. You must take care about your food, what you drink, what you eat, you know, because this can put you up and put you down in your career. Uh, I remember when I was in Bologna, every day, first, the practice, you go in balance, say your weight. If you are 500 grams up your weight, after the practice, you're running half an hour. Not strong, okay, but half an hour. Or bicycle, half an hour. If you are one kilo up your weight, uh, Bologna has one, uh, ha one restaurant uh, they call Brasseria, not existing anymore. Uh, the boss there, it was Bologna fan. And the doctor, if you are one kilo up, the doctor send you to have a dinner there. You must be there seven o'clock and they have your diet. You have your menu, you know, it's too much control, too much control. And this you keep in mind, you know, you know what you can eat, what you can drink. My Olympiacos also is, is good, have a good guy. Contis, I think, is still there. Every, another day I saw him within Karimbe Instagram. You know, he's very clever guy, but he's a little bit crazy also. I remember that. Uh, but he's, he's, he's very professional guy, very serious guy. You know, and before the, the, the practice, every, every practice, he, there, please. And I note that. Okay, 72 kilos. Okay, is your weight, Giovanni? And he did like that every day. This is important, you know, to, to have a discipline. And you play for the team. You must be professional because the team pays to you to, say, to, to be professional. Zé, I want to ask you something um, about, well, during your time at Olympiacos, uh, the team had never won an away game in the Champions League. It took us a very long time to win an away game. Uh, I think it was 2006, the year we beat Werder Bremen. You, you, you weren't with the team at that point. But we've asked this question to everybody, uh, Stelios and, uh, and to Pear. Why couldn't the team win when we went away from home? We had the amazing home record that it, that it took an amazing Manchester United team to break that record that we had at home. And we asked both of them and Stelio said, Stelio said, uh, it's just one of those things in football. Like we couldn't win away from home. I don't know what happened. It's just one of those things. And, uh, and Pear, he kind of said like, I don't know. Again, so I don't know what it was. Like whenever we played away from home, we played shit. 
but but why like i i, I asked I the same question we asked them why no because uh, the olympiakos didn't believe you can win outside it's simple like that if you believe you can play wherever you wherever you were you can play in germany you can play in italy you can play in england but you must believe you can play you must believe you can win you can why uh, i think when you go inside the pitch you have 11 against 11 understand it's not different uh, 11 against 11 you must play you must believe you can beat the guy if you go outside it's the same you know some guys feel the pressure another guys know some guys example me when i play outside i like it because in my i put in my mind i gonna shut up this stadium i win i'm gonna beat them you know i create some reasons to to play more to play put more energy to win and olympiakos must believe like that olympiakos is a good team not just in greece because if you saw other teams other championships you know you you saw Olympiacos say okay why because Olympiacos have good player play as well team as a good team have quality intensity you must believe he can do outside of Greece one belief you can you can play I think in my time when I was in Olympiacos we missing this we we don't believe we go inside the field already with one zero for the opponent this is it was a problem you remember I. I make mistake, but I try to do something. When I take a red card against uh, against Manchester United, you know, I was there. I was at that I game. You know, I I feel in my heart, you know, say, oh no, we took two, three, three zero, and the guys joking in the field, you know, pass there, pass there, pass there. Say, I must do something to wake up my team. I you know to to try to reaction to put to, to create some reaction in, inside our our team but uh Veron, it was very clever because i always say he put the, the he took the ball from outside for inside you know because he right side he right leg for change the ball or for and i tried to block him but he saw before he saw before and he took the ball and i kicked him and uh, this it was very very bad i think but i try to do something you know because we must play i i remember that very vividly i was in the stadium <laughs> yeah and we were losing 2-0 and i think it was just before half time that you made yeah, the yeah. red card yeah. but I, you know i want to ask you something and you give me the opportunity you said earlier that when you're on the pitch you're going to kill the opponent and yeah when you did make crunching tackles like the one on Veron or Ocas or in general, you know, we remember you as that just, you know, enforcer in the midfield. You were very, very strong in the challenge. You know, some fans in the stadium, people talk a lot of crap in, in, yeah, in the stadium. Some fans would say, Zelias, he gets lots of yellow cards and he makes lots of red cards because he gets injured all the time. So he needs the time to recover. And they were trying to say that that's why you would make big tackles. I was shocked to learn about uh, the condition that you had at Olympiacos towards the end. You had... Um, Pubalgia. Uh, 
you had a phlegmoni in Greek, we call it. Uh, I can't remember the word in English, but you... Um, uh, in, in, in football, there's a problem here in, in, the, in the body, here inside, yeah. But basically, you had, to, you had to do therapy before training and after training, and I read that you even had trouble walking. Yeah. And, and things ended badly at the club. But, I mean, were you playing at the same time? Like, you were, you, you were playing in, in the team normally and you were getting therapy and treatment from the, from the staff, you know, all the time. How was that for you? Uh, it, it was very hard to me because I make therapy, but I take injections also before the match, before the, the practice. And everybody knows, the doctor, physiotherapist, the coach, this coach, everybody knows because it's, it's a little difficult to me. And, but this is, you know, the football player, a, a, a professional athletes, you know, you, you arrive in a certain level, you play with pain, it's normal to you play with pain, pain. It's normal you have some troubles to make some moves, you know, because you have a lot of pain. This is normal because we have a practice every day. We start from five years old, you know, when we grow up, uh, the body grow up to do a lot of power. Sometimes this is not good. You make a wrong exercise also. Uh, and, and it's normal you live with pain uh, but at this moment uh, for me it was very bad you know how the way they they they, they send me away you know like uh, like that but i understand after i don't don't have a problem i understand how is the mentality is not olympiacos do that but all the world football players football the teams do something like that but you know, I never play uh, one day they, they think about ah, you took a red card or yellow card to go out. It's not like this. If you saw uh, almost my injury, it was muscular problem. I because I never be hundred percent okay. You know, when you don't have a muscle muscle problem resolved hundred percent, they always have a little bit problem. Uh, we, we call in Brazil, it's like, uh, you know, when you have a, a, a coat, you put, uh, I don't know, these things to warm me up. I don't, I don't remember the name, you know, you put to, to warm me up, but you cover your head, but your foot, it's out, you know, and you, you feel cold in your foot. Okay, I put my foot and my, my head is cold. It's something like that if you don't have a 100% muscle problem resolved. And I always play like that. And also, somebody kicked me. Eh? I have an injury in my, my knee one time, and I stay out uh, with important games. I remember against or Liverpool or Manchester United because before these games in Greek Championship, they kicked my... I have one injury because they kicked me, and I turned my, my, my knee. But this is it's okay. The fans always crap. They they crap. They say good things and the good and bad things. This is normal life. The football player must be uh, useful. This. Well, I think it's a perfect time now for us to get into some fan questions. We had a lot of fans very excited to ask you a few things. So we'll get started with the, uh, I guess the the individual that guessed who who the 
the former player was. We did a, a mystery guest uh, thing that we always do on Twitter and also on social media. Uh, Coots was the one that guessed that Zay Elias was joining us. So his question will be asked first. And the question he asked was, what was the difference in the coaching style between Mazurakis and Takis Lamonis? Mazurakis work a lot of with Takis, with the, you know, pressure like that. Uh, Takis Lemonis, it was the second coach, you know. And when Majurakis go out, Takis Lemonis keep the work, Majurakis, but also is more uh, uh, near the players, you know, more to walk and to, to talk, uh, more relationship, more friendship. This is the difference between Majurakis and, and Takis. Takis is very, very nice guy, very uh, clever guy. And Majurakis also is a good coach, he's a good coach. But this is the difference between one and another one. Now, here's a question that we got that I thought was really interesting. Uh, this is from Bill Clay. Uh, you can follow him at T. Dutonian. And his question was, what are your thoughts on Patsazoglu? My generation tends to mythologize him as one of the best talents Greece produced. Many believed he could have gone to Man U without his knee injury. Was he really that good, in your opinion? <clears throat> I think when I, I think Pasajoglu in a time I, I play in Greece, is a few players can be can play outside Greece, you know, in the big big team, biggest teams. Pasajoglu is one of these. Pasa is fantastic player, has strong power, technique, and have a passion to do as they play. A fantastic play and a very nice guy, professional guy also. I think he's one of can play in the, in the other teams in the world, not just in Greece. He can play also in Spain easy. One question from Kostatinos Kostis, who you can follow on Twitter at Kosti underscore Kostis. Uh, he asked, what, who were your closest teammates away from the pitch at Olympiakos? And do you keep in touch with any teammates and coaches uh, these days? Yeah, I always uh, have contact with Kalembe. Not every day, but, you know, every 15 days we talk. Hello, how are you? Everything okay? Olympi Giovanni also. But sometimes I, I, I speak with, uh, I spoke with uh, Zettenberg. I send, you know, a special message for him, Christmas, uh, something like that. And I start to make some comments in Jolly and in Yadi's <laughs> Instagram, you know, this Megalopustis boat. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Good guy. <laughs> Zer, the next question is a question that came from a lot of people um, from uh, Tricalos, Tricalos 7, and from my friend Dimitris Diamadis here in Brussels. You wore the number 13 shirt at Olympiacos and we did our research and we learned that number 13 was the number that you wore when you were five already. Yes. And that's the, that's the story why you wore the number 13. The question is, when you picked number 13, when you came to Olympiacos, red and white, did anybody explain to you no. what that meant? And did anybody tell you, and no, nobody. Maybe that's a bad idea. No, nobody told me about that. Nobody. 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 
I, don't, I, I think also because, uh, you know, I have a lot of expectative, expect, uh, you know, they create something, they, they wait a lot for my, my job, you know, how it's going to be in Olympiacos. He doesn't know if I work okay, if I'm not okay, if I'm good or not good. You know, you, you create some expectation about the performance, you know. Uh, if they say to me, look, this that thing is for another team, sure, I change. Sure, I change the number. Maybe I put some, a number four. But it's okay. <laughs> they know now. Zay, uh, you brought up that you talked to Karambu once in a while, and you don't have to answer this. You don't even have to go into specifics. But do you guys ever talk about players in Brazil? Maybe recommend some players to the club? No, I, no. Some, sometimes, yes. Sometimes he say, how is we, we are interested like that? This is a, he's a good player, not good player, is more or less. Uh, but uh, most of the time is, how are you, Christian? Your family and he also called me. How is it? you? You know because he was here in 1908 in 2014 for World Cup, and he comes to a lot of places and don't come to see me here in São Paulo. And I always make a joke with him. Hey, you are a bastard! You not coming in my house <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah, because I say him always. Uh, but um, almost the time is just to know how is him. Uh, in few times, he asked me for the players. Uh, you're of course working for ESPN in Brazil. Maybe you can explain what you do for the listeners there. Um, but would you ever want to get into the game in a coaching role or a scouting role? And if you did, would you ever want to do something with Olympiacos again? Because we know a lot of fans really love when ex players come back and. Of course, a lot of ex-players have brought so much to this club. Carambe, of course, has brought so many star young young kids from the French League. And and so everyone's always excited to ask. So first, if you ever, what, what you're doing currently with ESPN Brazil, if yeah. you want to go into scouting. Yeah. I, I, I work as commentator in, in ESPN Brazil. You know? When I stopped to play football, I start to make this job in uh, Radio Globo. is one uh, very important uh, radio in Brazil uh, and after five years I received uh, proposed to work uh, as commenter in the ESPN Brazil it's nice it's nice I don't need to take I know after take appeals after the programs you know I don't need to run in behind the, the players I don't must put eyes in my knee after the game after the programs after the games it's a little bit more relaxed but it's more intensive in the mind you know because you are in TV you you know, you have a responsibility what they say, because if you say something wrong and the people believe the player is going to be a, a problem, maybe, you know, I took some responsibility and you must think this is a, a, a different, different job, but it's 12 years now as a commentator, it's, it's nice to, to, to work like that. If Olympiacos say to me to do something like that, I close my eyes, say, okay, it's a pleasure. What do you need? You know, I, I love Olympiacos. Olympiacos is my, my, my team, my heart team, you know, it's always in my heart. I, the, the three years I passed there, I live there. I never live in another country. For me, 
it's going to be a pleasure if I receive this. No problem. But yeah. I respect the guys who work there now. Eh? I don't want to take play, place for these guys, never. I just answer because you asked me. Yeah, of course. And I, I want to say we would love to have some Brazilian youngster superstars coming through Olympiacos. That would be a dream for us as well. So if you see any and no one else knows about them, you know, we don't have to play too much. No. Zay, you brought up that story about Giovanni um, telling you he was going to score from half field. And you also brought up that Olympiacos, your time at Olympiacos were three of the best years of your life. Do you have any other that could be funny stories or even uh, an interesting story, something good that happened that you always will remember in, in, in the time? Yeah, I remember one not so good history, but, you know, funny. Uh, we play against Xanti in Xanti. And it was very bad time, weather time, rain, uh, you know, some, uh, it's terrible, wind, everything. And we are in the airport and they say, hey, we must wait for one hour because the tempest is, is dangerous. The weather is dangerous. Okay. But after 15 minutes, the, the pilot arrived and say, we must go because in a few moments we can arrive in, in Athens. And I say, okay, no. And I have scare of airplane. Because I, in '95, I was in accident. I have was I have one accident uh, flight with the Corinthians. I almost died, and I have afraid, you know. And this guy, in this time, in this flight, you know, the airplane is no, is this time the airplane is do like that? Go up, go down, right side. I remember Manati this. Amanatidis is like an octopus, you know, he start to do like that. I have a lot of arms, you know, because he's afraid. <laughs> Everybody has afraid, you know. Everybody start to, to pray. It's like, I say, oh, no, okay. And after we arrived in Greece, when the airplane opened the door, I remember Giovanni go out, and Giovanni is with the cap, this cap, run away as a Ustam boat, you know, it's very... And Giovanni started to running. You remember, you can imagine Giovanni running in the airport way, you know. Giovanni is crazy, the airplane. And Giovanni looked like this and tried to, to, to take back the, the, the cat, but the cat <laughs> is run away. This is, it was very fun. It's, it's funny now, but in the moment, we have a lot of cat. And Amanatidis is always crazy, you know. Always, always. It's like that, like that. Start to do like that. And kiss the sand, you know. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. And thank you, Costa Papa Dimitriou, for that question. Uh, that was a hilarious story. I love that. Definitely love that story. Zay, since we're, we're coming to the end and, and we want to finish with just a quick fire round, some more kind of human questions, let's say. Uh, okay. because we've, we've talked a lot about football. So we're just going to, I'm just going to ask you some, some questions, starting off with um, you have a free trip to go anywhere in the world, anywhere you want to go, where do you go? Uh, with my wife, with my kids, with alone, what you? Okay, with my family in Greece. Anything, any place. You're you're in lockdown. In you're in you go you go to Greece. 
Yeah, in okay. Greece, especially in Athens, because I one day I want to show my kids, you know, where I play and where I am happy as a football player. I have and hopefully, this hopefully next time you're in Greece, we're in Greece and we can go for a beer and watch a game. Oh, it's okay. Thank you very much. I, I must pay a lot of beer, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, that no, would no, no, no. be our honor. But, but, but you uh, turn up, you turn up, and in typical Greek fashion, they'll give you free free drinks all the time. Uh, I, I took more souvilaki, kotoplu souvilaki. It's fantastic. It is. Or Greek salad. Perfect. The next question is... Hey, the you know, feta cheese here in Brazil is very expensive, eh? My God, is it, it's very expensive. Is it, is it imported or is it, do they make it there? No, it's imports, but uh, you have, a, they try to, to, to make it here, but oh, it's very expensive. Costed one ticket from Greece, just to know. How you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. What's the last movie you watched or the last series you watched on TV? The last series? Uh, I start to... Mandalorian, you know, this Mandalorian, the yep. Disney, because ESPN is Disney, you know, Disney is the owner, and they give for us the possibility to, to see this series. It's good. It's, it's, it's like a Star Wars. Star Wars fan. Fantastic. Way. I had no idea. Uh, next I, question. You, you, you sit down for a meal and you can eat anything you want. What do you eat? I guess that's chicken souvlaki, right? Yeah, this is chicken souvlaki. It's fantastic. Oh my god! And French fries. <laughs> Ooh, fantastic! With uh, some tzatziki. Oh, uh, tzatziki. Oh, my friend. Hey, stop, please stop. Oh my. <laughs> it's almost uh, lunchtime there in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. You can't do this to him. Come <laughs> no, on. <laughs> it's very good. Very good. Uh, if I can eat a meat, uh, a steak. Uh, for me, I'm crazy for a steak. In Brazil, also, we have a lot of uh, house plays they call churrascaria. Yeah. And um, they put, and you go away. They say, yeah, steak. They say, they call churrascaria is in the one place you go, you have a rodizio. Rodizio is every five months, have one guy come with uh, one type of, of steak, you know, some a picanha, contrafilé. It's like a, a, a cotopolo diet, cotopolo with fat, cotopolo little bit fat, it's something like that. Who was your childhood idol growing up? Uh, Eder Aleixo, Eder. It was the player playing national team, 82, left side, is uh, with the left leg. Uh, it was my inspiration. I, in many, two years ago, one guy worked at, with me, he was in Atletico Mineiro. And this guy added, it was there. And I have a, more, a lot of uh, emotion with this guy because they rem if I talk about him, I remember my grandfather. Because when I was very young, two, three years old, five, five years old, five, six, six years, sorry, six years, because it's eight, two. I always go to grandfather's house and I stay there for a long time. And my grandfather is a fan for Atletico Mineiro. And this guy played Atletico Mineiro. And my grandfather said, oh, this guy kicked the ball like you, left side, left leg, this. And I grow up with this feeling, you know. Uh, and this guy worked with me, make a surprise. 
he was in Atletico Mineiro club and say, hey, Zé, I have something to give to you. I don't know if you gonna, if you like this or not. And they call Eder and start, I start to talk with Eder, start to speak with Eder. And, you know, I start to cry because I remember my grandfather. Yeah. And, and I say to him, look, you are the reason to me think and drink and dream about football player. Thank you very much. And he also started to cry. He's very emotional guy. Very, very good guy. Eder. Beautiful. My inspiration. I, I, I need to look him up, actually. I'm born 86. You so see, of, if, yeah. if you want to see him, he uh, scored in 82. Brazil against, uh, against Russia. The second goal, I think. And also he scored against uh, Scotland in this World Cup 82. He's a very good guy. The Scotland, he make it in the goal. Yeah, very good, very good player. I'm going to need to check that guy out. Yeah. If you can go back in time and play a game, any game in your career, which yeah. one would it be? With the same result? Yeah. One for, Olymp one for Olympiacos against Panathinaikos. This is a fantastic game. If I can, yeah. if I can came back, I put one more two, three, or you know, it was one against six, six one for Olympiacos. It was fantastic. It's better. We had a fan that actually guessed that that was going to be one of your favorite memories as well. <laughs> yeah, but I have a lot of games, but this game is is very special to me because it was the first game I have one coin in my head. You know, I took six. Gramps, I remember the doctor. They are okay. I say, okay, okay, go. And I go. <laughs> you know, actually, si since 2000, we learned this the other day, we've only beaten Panathinaikos in Leoforos two times. I think in wow. the league, two times in the league, and, and that time in the cup, three times. Wow. So, and that, I mean, that's a legendary game. It's still very much a reference point. That game and the three-nil in uh, in Rizupoli. I know the problem. We must call the former players to play. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. would be great. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm done here with the quick fire round, guys. Zay, I had one one question. We always like to do at least one question for the younger kids to something to give yeah. them some advice going forward. Um, now you brought up something no one has brought up yet. Futsal. Uh, yeah. I know when I first started playing futsal, it wasn't until I was, I didn't even learn about it until high school. And I started playing. It was something that I was told to do something I could do one in off season to just keep playing and something to yeah. do in the evenings. Why is do you think futsal is so important for player development? And do you recommend that the young players, our younger listeners, play futsal in order to help develop their their touch, their yeah. technical abilities, as well as endurance? I mean, I never felt more tired than after I was playing futsal. Yeah, if if they can start to play young as young with five years, six years, it's very important, you know. Futsal give to you the the way how you protect the ball you know normally you have a lot of pressure and you must use it your body to protect and to keep the ball in your foot this in the field in the pit in the soccer uh, 
is very, very good because if you have a tackle, if you have a pressure, you can keep the ball and protect and play. You know, this is going to be more easy if you grow up with as a football futsal. Also, you, you create the possibility to see all the plays, all the field, because in the futsal, you, it's, it's too much tactic. You know, you have a, a lot of moves and you can see the, the game. You can see the players. You can see what you do in the practice. In the possibility, you have a diagonal player. You have a parallel player. You must put up the ball. You must dribbling. You know, you can see every pitch. You can see everything. And this, you grow up with futsal. And the most important thing, I, I, I think, is the quality the ability you create with the futsal because the ball must be in contact with your foot every time, all the time. You know, this in the field, this in the futsal, it's okay. But if you put in the pitch, nobody can touch, nobody can take out your ball, the ball of you. If you saw why Messi is killer because always the ball is in his foot. It's, in fast, but in his foot, you know, he, he bring the ball as a, okay, he's mine. I put here in my breath and go. And this is futsal give for the guy, you know, but you, you must work a lot with this because it's a little bit difficult when you have pressure, when you have a, you know, you must win, you must do the coach give to you, the say this. But these three things for me is most important if you can use this in futsal. And for the, for people that don't know what futsal is, it's smaller. It's like some very small fields. The ball is a little bit different too. The ball is a little heavier. It doesn't bounce. Um, there's, you know, it's when, as soon as the ball goes out, it's an immediate restart. Everything's with your feet, very fast paced. It's something that's very helpful, especially when you're developing to, to play futsal and get a lot of touches on the ball, small field, great for development. And I actually have one last question. It's not even a quick fire question, but a player who just left Olympiacos, a Brazilian, Guilherme Torres. I think he played for Corinthians as well. We loved him so much and we're so disappointed to see him go. I should have asked this earlier, but what was your thoughts on him? If you've seen him play and then in Brazil, how was he? Because we loved him so much. So. Yeah, I, I, I saw him uh, born for football because when I started to, to work as commentator, He's playing for Portuguesa in Serie B, in second division. And after he goes to another team, another team, and arrive in Corinthians. I think he was very, very good guy, very good player. I, I don't know. I, I look at not too much play, made games him in, in Olympiacos when he was there. But I remember him. He's a very technical guy. Very, very. He's very easy to him to change the ball to make one two with his friend, but he don't have a lot of uh, with heart, you know, it's difficult, it's different. He is different guy, he's think guy, he's think football. And uh, he's, a, he's a good guy, good player. I, I like him, I like him. Well, Zay, that about wraps up everything we have for you today. Uh, I wanna thank you so much. We took out quite a bit of your time today, but, um, you gave us so many great insights and so many great answers. 
before we let you go, is there anything else that you want to say to the Olympiacos fan base, you know, um, before you head out? First, I want to say sorry for my English. I know I, I, I don't. Zay, it was fantastic. It was perfect. It's a long, <laughs> long, long time I don't speak English. Uh, but I try to give a message in, in Greek, if I understand, if they understand. Okay. Que go panda esto olimpiakos cardiamo panda. Always, always. Olympiacos fans is always in my, in my heart. My heart. It was three years fantastic. I just want to say thank you very much for everything they give to me, everything they, they the possibilities to give to me today to remember this history, to to talk with my kids, to to, to see my my goal, my goals, my especially against the Lacris because this is, it was the most beautiful goal in my career. You know, just really thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's all of my heart. This is the gratitude. This is fantastic for me. And I, I think I can say for, for us and for all Olympiacos fans, we should say thank you to you too, because the injury story that you brought up and being it being difficult to walk and you giving everything for our football team and our, our team and our fans means so much to us because we don't always get that from people. And some people just see us as a stop going on to a different league. So we want to thank you as well for everything you gave. You sacrificed your body to play for our team. And I, I, I would just like to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And when, when I was in Greece, if I go to Greece, I hope I see you, all of you. And uh, I pay for, for all Suvilaki with the Greek salad <laughs> and tzatziki. That sounds Perfect. amazing. Yeah. Can it, bring you some rakomelo. Do you like uh, rakomelo? Rakomelo? Yeah. Oh. I stop, my friend. Stop. I start to. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. Well, Zay, thank you again so much. We had a blast. I hope you enjoyed uh, chatting with us, yeah. and uh, best of luck with with everything in the future for you. No, thank you very much. I learned with my father, my parents. You no, know, uh, we don't. When we die, we don't bring the car or mobile phone or computer. You, we bring to the God our experience in our heart, you know, and thank you very much for this one hour and a half. It's very special for me. They, sure, I remember a lot of things. We can stay here for a lot of day, 24 hours to speak about Olympiacos, my experience, my feelings, my love for Olympiacos. And thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very Muito much. Muito obrigado. I wish I wish I could speak Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, as well yeah. as you speak English, man. There's no way Me too. I can oh. say, yeah. you know, you know, one thing I know one more history, a little bit, you know how I learned English in Greece. It was in Greece because I, I never took uh, uh, English lessons. I, when I was in Leverkusen, I learned Germany. You know, when I, I arrived in, in, in Greece, only guy speak Italian in, Brazil, in our team, nobody. My only guy tried to, me, to speak Germany with me, is, it was Per Zettenberg. For this, he's a special guy for me. But he don't speak. He speak English as I am, <laughs> Germany as I am speak English, nothing. It's very it's big disaster. And after I start to see the movie, I start to, to listen 
Uh, and I started to take a risk, you know, to, to speak because in Germany, it, it was Ich habe in, in English, I have. And I started to think, oh, it's something similar. And it was Greece and also give this present to me. You can be a diplomat. Oh, no, I, it's a little bit difficult because I don't <laughs> have a background at all. It's too much of a killer. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's a little bit difficult. I, you know, to be a diplomat, you must be patient. Oh, no, I don't have Zer, Zer, favorite Greek word. Favorite Greek word. Which one's a favorite Greek word? I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect, perfect. <laughs> you know this means this means my friend it means wanker it means idiot yeah, it means everything it means everything, it means yeah, everything. yeah 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 i know i know <laughs> but most is only niniadze and Djordjevic. <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah Zer, thank you. Thank you again thank so you much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. If I stop Parapolicalo, and I send my mobile for you, if you need something here in Brazil, you can call me. It's going to be my pleasure to help you. Obrigado, thank man. Thank you so thank much. You so means much. A lot. Have, okay. Take care of yourself. Stay safe, you and your family. Yeah. I hope we get out of this corona as quickly as we can and we return to a level of normality and we do really hope to be able to see you one day in Greece and keep in contact. Um, yeah. All the best. Stay well. Thank you very much. I wish the same for all of you.